Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, a big welcome to my United States and international listeners to Transformation for Success on the Voice America platform with your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Today's show is the fourth in the series, After the Pandemic, What's Next Summit? I'm so excited to bring my listeners and to those who are in need to address some of the broader health concerns and questions that are shared around the United States and the globe. You know, it has been stated that some of the greatest advances have been birthed by disaster. But for whom does it end and who gets to decide is the question. Today, my two featured guests are Dr. Sherilyn Lee and Dr. Ronald Wyatt. So you'll want to stay tuned to hear both guests today as they share on health care issues and concerns as it relates to the pandemic. Now, let me just share a little bit about my guest today. Dr. Sherilyn Lee, Ph.D., is a trailblazer, author, speaker, and founder-CEO of the new wellness healthcare center that customizes a comprehensive wellness program utilizing functional nutrition, early detection, and prevention. She has served a number of high-profile clients, and she's traveled all over the world. She is absolutely a noted comprehensive wellness program CEO, and she hosts her own weekly global new wellness talk show. So I want you to feel free to call in with questions or comments that you may have for Dr. Lee, and you can call in the show at one 888 3469141. Or if you're using Skype, it's Dr. Period Barbara Young. We'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Now, let me welcome my first guest, Dr. Lee. Well, greetings, Dr. Lee. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. This is such an honor. Well, how are you doing these days? Because I know you've been quite busy. <laughs> I have been very busy working with people to keep their immune system strong to avoid being sick. And that's what well, everybody has been calling me for now. It's like, I don't want to be sick. I'm feeling great. I want to stay that way. Well, you know, Dr. Lee, we're in the midst of one of our most challenging times ever in history. And so yeah. I'm happy to have you on the show today because with so many negative aspects uh, surrounding COVID-19, it's important to acknowledge not only, you know, not the, the negatives, but the positives. And by this, yeah. we receive, all of us, greater strength to move forward. And as I quoted yeah. earlier, it's, it's been stated that some of the greatest advances have been birthed by disaster. And so yes. I'm aware uh, that you're a naturopathic doctor. And, you know, I always tease you about you getting me into trouble in the first place by <laughs> asking me <laughs> to, 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 to be a radio talk show host and never knowing, my gosh, that I would end up today as a radio talk show host. And it was you that got me into this. So listeners you're, out you're there, if anything goes wrong, phenomenal. it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're phenomenal, and that's what I—that's what I saw in you when I met you. I said, "See this phenomenal lady reaching the world." That's what I saw in you when I met you. Well, I saw a lot in you too because you'd been on television a lot, and you've done a lot, and worked with a lot of high-profile clients. And I know that over the years, Dr. Lee, you've treated patients from a holistic point of view, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show today to share some of your thoughts and perspectives as it relates to overcoming this pandemic. And what can people do, in your opinion, to navigate the health challenges that they may face going forward? in light of the speed of events that we see happening today. So share your okay. thoughts. Thank you so much. And, and, I, and I say this a lot. 
and everybody who know me know my motto is I test and not guess. Okay, I and like when that. I, when I tell a person that I test, I don't guess. Yes, you may feel good, but what what is your optimum blood levels like? Mm-hmm. Not the standard, but optimal. You want to be an optimal health. So I think moving forward, everybody need to know right now, even today, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is your vitamin D3 hydroxy level? What are your inflammation markers? Inflammation. We have a lot going on in our gut uh, biome. There's mm-hmm. a lot happening there. I mean, 80% of your immune system is in your gut. 80% of your serotonin is, in, is, is developed in your gut. So when you wonder why I don't feel well, and if you're constipated and, don't, and not moving things out like you should, it's going to affect your mood. You're going to be depressed. You, and a lot of times people are treated with medication. Well, all mm-hmm. they have to do is say, let me dive into my gut uh, biome. Let me dive into that and see what's out of balance. There's something out of balance. So the lab work, everybody, I think everybody should have a full comprehensive. But right now, moving mm-hmm. forward, you have to know your vitamin D3. You must know your C-reactive protein, your inflammation marking. With 10 lead, we have to watch the heart. There's, there's a couple of B vitamins. They can help turn that around. I've seen some major changes with people with heart mm-hmm. disease, just knowing, and that's tied into some genetic testing, just that one test. You can avoid a major genetic test just by knowing that test. And how do you solve it? With B12 and folic acid. Mm-hmm. So it's important that your micronutrients are in place. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Well, I, I can see that you are. I, I'm burning here with a lot of questions. <laughs> Number one, uh, when prior to this pandemic, do you do you believe people were really in tune to their immune systems? I mean, how many people would even know what a D3 hydroxy level is? How many people uh, prior to this pandemic were even thinking about I may have inflammation in my gut or just not being aware, because really, or taking uh, I think zinc, or taking zinc, yeah, nobody. So the the no. thing is, too, how many people today are seeking uh, a naturopathic way? Do you feel that because of this pandemic, and some of the people who've been susceptible to COVID nineteen may have had, and we do know this from uh, some of the fact finders that they had prior health conditions that many of them didn't know. But but the other exactly. thing is, it's all tied into the the healthcare system and to whether many individuals are really taking care of their health and do they know? Has this made them more aware, or where are we today? From your point of view, yes, because you're a naturopathic doctor. Yes, mm-hmm. and also my background, I am a nurse practitioner right. and a graduate from uh, a medical school as a physician assistant, and I've worked many hospitals in the past. And working mm-hmm. hospitals, I tie the two together because there's things I've seen in a hospital that if I was just a naturopathic, I don't think I would have seen that. Those okay. things that I have seen working for the, you know, so in seeing especially ER on the medical side. When you see a person present with all these illnesses and like 99% of them could have been avoided through diet and nutrition, that's what pushed me more into this. I said, this is ridiculous. There's too many sick people. They need to know things they need to change, things that their attitude, their thinking, uh, what they're putting on their skin. We have to, be, I mean, we can't change the environment. There's a lot going on in the environment. But there's things that we can do to help our bodies stay healthy. So what are some of the and things that you think... healthy. That is so true. Um, I mean, the thing is, right now, what can people do, or what should they be doing, number one? Because a lot of people well, are out there, and I know that you have a passion for helping people from a naturopathic way and perspective. What would you say people would do first if they're out there? And that's wherever they may be. Well, if you're out there, like I said, don't guess. You want to know. I believe in let's, let's test and not guess. So, first of all, let's get some routine lab work done. Okay? Let's start 
getting up in the morning and looking at the sun. You know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, waking up, maybe going walking in the morning, the sun in the morning. Why don't, and, and also sleep, circadian rhythm. These are things you can do right now that are free. Your circadian rhythm for sleep is so important. You have to get enough sleep. You have to get quality sleep. And you can't be eating late at night because even the quality of your sleep is going to be affected by the food you have just eaten. There's a lot of research coming out on that based on circadian rhythm and what you're eating. Well, so you know, you those things. They are so important, and I'm glad you're, you're mentioning that because what this, this pandemic has occurred and caused us to do to be in isolation, so to speak, at yeah. home yeah. and eating, eating and some, in some cases, I know when this first started and people were quarantined, I hate to use that word, but uh, confined, and they were eating all kinds of things. People were, you know, sort of stocking up on food and eating. And then there was sort of a relief for, for a while. And, and so people are still, in many of them in depression, still in fear, still yeah. eating. And um, one of the things, and they're not going to the hospitals. They're not going because one of the last things people will say is you don't want to go to a hospital right now for anything. Exactly. So, exactly. so where are people going to even get exams? I have another question too that's going to, maybe controversial, but I want your take on it. Uh, what do you think about uh, COVID, the COVID testing? Should people get tested? What is your take on that? Well, to me, when they first came out and started and start saying they were going to test, Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm involved with a lot of testing and, and have been through the years with hospitals, and we know we can have a lot of false positives. And so I personally, I don't feel comfortable in the testing. I don't feel comfortable because there's just too many things I have seen, and uh, I know several patients or people who were in line waiting to be tested, mm-hmm. and it, it was just too many people. And so they left. They had already filled all their paperwork out. And they went somewhere else. And the place they had gone when they got to receive back the results, the place they were not tested was positive, and the place they was tested was negative. What? So what is that telling me? Yeah. Now there's many people like that. If you if you if you just Google and ask people to tell me that this happened to you, you're gonna get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. So there are people that have been tested uh, at one test site that they tested positive. I want to be clear. I'm understanding. No, 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 and no, then, no, no. A person had gone somewhere. The line was so long. And actually mm-hmm. it happened to a group of seven people as well. They uh-huh. left because they, they, they started to close up. And they said, well, we're going to go somewhere else and be tested. But they had completed their paperwork. So they left their paperwork there. They were not tested, went to another mm-hmm. location, was tested, and when they received the results back from both places, the untested site was positive. That's, a, that's unreal. <laughs> it, it, it's happening. I've, I've, I've met too many people. It happened to a family member of mine. It's real. So what is that telling me? What is Very interesting. Me? So... I've had, uh, I just always have had reservations because, you know, we, we had a situation in our, in our state where it was a lot of people at the beach. I mean, hundreds of people at the beach on a holiday. Now, tell me how did they find out the next day we had thousands of people who tested positive just the next day. Those people on the beach didn't go anywhere and be tested. I knew they were so going to you- say that. So do you think that there's false information that is uh, appearing? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. I've, I've okay. had people who work hospitals. They travel and they said, you know, that hospital wasn't busy like that. We, didn't, we weren't crowded that way. Yes, there are people who have died. And they almost, a dear friend of mine just passed away from mm-hmm. lung cancer, 20, 20 years. And, and they were about to put in this report that he died of the COVID virus. I said, no, you're not. He has small cell, base, basal cell carcinoma. He does not have cancer. I mean, uh, he does not have the virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the doctor said, 
You know what? It could have looked like that in x-ray, but you, I, have, I said, let's do a pathology. Get the pathologist and get a report because he was doing too many things, including HBOT. I know he doesn't have it. That's interesting. So, uh, yeah. This is a very interesting perspective um, from your, uh, your point of view and some of your experiences. So, bottom line, what are you, what kind of messages are you sharing with your patients? Because, again, uh, you're coming from a holistic point of view, which I, I share your viewpoints. And what can, in your opinion, navigating the health challenges that are going forward, because we're moving, uh, and you keep hearing us, uh, there are two things I want to ask. One, we're moving towards the flu season. What can people do to gird themselves going forward? Because this is about after the pandemic, what's next? Who decides? Yeah. Who gets to decide? When does it end? For whom does it end? And who gets to decide is going to be the question. Number two, the issue has come up about face masks, wearing face masks, or not wearing face masks. Now, the issue is face masks below the nose or above the nose. So, a couple of things. I know I'm putting these questions to you, you know, kind of fast, but let's take them no, one okay. at a time. Okay. The flu session is flu season is coming. For those of us who are not going to a medical doctor who might want to use a naturopathic way of doing things, what can we do to gird ourselves up, build our systems up? What do you recommend? For those who can't get to me and have an IV, uh, a vitamin C, that's going to make sure. That's why no one around me is, is becoming ill. You can mm-hmm. make sure that, number one, your minerals, your, mi- your micronutrition, your zinc, your selenium. You know, don't overdo it with anything, please. That's why I usually don't like to mention supplements sometimes. Just take right. one a day. Enough okay. sleep, enough water. Um, you know, the simple things. Stay happy. You know, keep that gut mm-hmm. cleanse. If you're constipated, I'm telling you, you're going to be depressed. And, and your, your body is going to be so toxic. You're, you're going to have inflammation. Mm-hmm. If you have mm-hmm. a little joint pain and arthritis, that means you have inflammation. So what do you do? You start doing these things now. Eat healthier. Take your vegetables. Get some sleep. Watch a funny movie. Get laughter in there. And release, release those endorphins to be happier. You know, take time to go mm-hmm. through a detox forgiveness. You know, do those <laughs> like that. You got to work on yourself. Actually, that's my next book, Detox Forgiveness. <laughs> uh, you got to do I that. Love it. And you and you into that through the day because things happen. We, we've seen things everywhere, all over the world. It, it becomes very toxic. To watch that, but we have a heart and we love people. So, but what, what if we do to safeguard ourselves? Do your breathing exercises. Meditate. Pray constantly in order to keep your immune system healthy. You must believe, in the twinkling of an eye, I, I, actually, that's the other little short book I'm writing, if God mm-hmm. can take us to heaven in the twinkling of an eye, he can heal your body in the twinkling of an eye. Well, absolutely. I think we have more power over our physical bodies than we actually realize. We but I'm going to sort of, I'm going to sort of uh, um, recapitulate what you said in terms of the flu season and be- gearing yourselves up. You mentioned vitamin C and import a lot of vitamin C into your body. Get lots mm-hmm. of sleep. Find joy. Be happy. Look at something that is happy, that brings happiness in your life and joy. Also, keep your system open, meaning keeping your movements going by all means. Don't become lots, constipated. Lots of fiber. Lots of fiber. Lots of fiber. Lots of fiber. Uh, eat vegetables. Um and I think people are, some people are vegans, and so we don't have to need to say that, but a lot of people who are not eat plenty of vegetables and fruits. The other thing I liked about it is look at something funny, a funny movie. Bring something funny and joy yeah. in your life. Um, mm-hmm. the, the last point you made was detoxing forgiveness. Detoxing forgiveness. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I like this because it sums up detoxing the mind, detoxing the yeah. body which will gear yeah. us up for the yeah. um, c- upcoming flu season or any other kind of season that may be impactful. Yeah, yeah. So, and it will be out the, the meditation that I did on detox the mind, the body will heal. And it happens all the time. Relax. 
somebody had asked me, how do you wake up so happy the next morning? I said, well, because I went through a, a gratified meditation. That's how I went to sleep. A gratified meditation. Gratitude, I'm sorry. Being grateful. I think that's wonderful. And when you wake up, you just feel great. You wake up feeling great because you're like, it's another day. It's beautiful. I'm here. Well, I think it's wonderful. Oh, woe is me. (laughs) Things can change, and they are changing. But let me just say this one thing real quick. People really need to know how to check their oxygen saturation with wearing these masks. Make sure um, you get the little meter start, you know, it goes on your finger. Make sure you start checking your oxygen saturation. If it drops below 94, please call someone. You need to, you need to get that up. Take some deep breaths first. Take some deep breaths and see if that's going to help because you have your asthmatics and COPD. All those people need to know their oxygen saturation, especially wearing a mask. I'm very glad you mentioned that because that was going to be, I was segueing over into that question because I had framed it about what can I'm we sorry, do. I'm sorry. And, no, no, don't be sorry. You, you got it because I wanted to know about the wearing of masks. The thing is, too, can you just address below the nose, above the nose? Because that's become an issue now. Um, below, below the nose, over the nose. Recommendation, Dr. Lee. Well, I feel we have enough. Uh, the little hair follicles in my nose that if you keep your nasal airway clean and I would take maybe a little oreganol oil and, and mix it, cut it with some maybe uh, coconut oil and use that to maybe wipe my nose out. Okay, just keep my nostrils clean. So if it's a little below the nose, you're not going to inhale those large particles in the air. You're not going to inhale any viral particles in the air or bacterial particles or other particles is in the air. So you won't have to worry about inhaling that. Your, na- your nasal hairs are going to, a nares hair is going to catch that. So I would keep maybe, um, get a little small plastic bag, put some drops in there, put a little coconut oil in there and do that. If you're out in the daytime and around people, just rub that in there. You've got to sharpen up your immune system too. You can also take that before you leave your house and put a couple of drops of oregano oil in your navel. That strengthens the immune system. I'm glad you mentioned this because I really wanted to address the whole issue of face masks because it's becoming an issue now whether people should wear them above the nose, below the nose. But the nose can, I mean, if people sneezing and they're doing sort of things, me, I'm going to, I'm going to, Dr. Dr. Lee, I'm going to use exactly what you've said to do to keep those passages clean and continue to wear the mask. And I'm going to wear it above my nose. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, you know, and, and if I'm around a big crowd of people, I might just go ahead and put it all the way. Put it all the way. I, just I, I, I will have it all the way just for the crowd of people. And, but and I, I really exercising. I, I can't, I'm not going to cover up my whole face if I'm out there, uh, outside exercising. <laughs> As I'm walking okay. by myself, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to cover my whole face, not walking by myself. Well, I really want to thank you as we have to close the show today. I want to thank you so much for being on the show because I know your remarks have made an impression on my listeners from a naturopathic point of view. One of the things that I will share this as listeners as I close, we all have realized that we're all equal with regard to the force of nature. This pandemic has affected all of us, rich or poor, great or small. It's impacted all of us. But one of the things that it can do, and I'm realizing that we need to work more together to stay safe and to please, please remember, love yourself and love your friends by wearing your mask. And I realized that one thing it has forced us to do in the United States and other countries, a reminder of how much our loved ones mean to us. And with this newfound importance of connections, families are coming together in ways like never before. So I want to thank you for listening today to my guest, Dr. Sherilyn Lee, the fabulous international speaker, and she's been the ambassador of World Peace and customizes a wellness program that's designed especially for you. So, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to wish you God's blessings as you continue to do your work to help so many individuals from a naturopathic way of doing things. So thank you. And listeners, stay tuned for my next guest, Dr. Ronald Wyatt, 
who's an internationally known patient safety and health equity subject matter expert. He's practiced medicine for nearly 20 years, and he has a passion for patient safety. So stay tuned, and this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until my next guest coming on, Dr. Wyatt. So be safe, be blessed, and thank you for listening. Dr. Lee, have a blessed day, and thank you again. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have there been experiences in your life that you could only explain that there was a divine connection or intervention? Well, the new show, God's Hookups, with your host, Dr. Barbara Young, airing live on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. This show features each week up close and personal interviews with men and women from all walks of life who will share with you their stories and testimonies about unexplainable miracles, blessings, and encounters that can only be of a God's hookup. So look out every Friday for three powerful shows that will ignite your faith and stir up your hope at 1130, 1.30, and 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you would like to be a guest to share your amazing story of a God hookup, please contact Dr. Barbara Young at drb at godshookups.com for more information. And to watch on YouTube, just go to God's Hookups and click to subscribe. Are you looking to watch some great video content with entertaining stories and exciting dialogue with some of the world's leading guests? Well, tune in Transformation Success TV Network each week. This network is designed to give you high-definition quality programming on eight different channels for your enjoyment that will help you get excited and inspired, whether it's on the professional development, relationship inspiration, health and financial wellness, sports and entertainment, and music to inspire. This state-of-the-art programming will motivate and educate you to be better. So whether you want to talk financial wellness or sports, all you have to do is tune in and go to drbarbaryoung.com and click on the green Watch the Videos button and get ready to be transformed. Again, go to drbarbaryoung.com and click on the green Watch Videos button and it will take you to the channel for your listening and viewing pleasure. If you would like to host your own show, please send your requests to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. 
Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, welcome to my United States and international listeners to Transformation for Success on the Voice America platform with your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, today show is the fourth in the series after the pandemic what's next summit and i you know it's been stated that some of the greatest advances have been birthed by disaster but for whom does it end and who gets to decide is the question Today on the second half of my show is Dr. Ronald Wyatt. He's an internationally known patient safety and health equity expert and co-chair of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. He's also the former chief quality and patient safety officer for Cook County Health, which is one of the largest health systems in the United States. This gentleman has traveled all over the all over the country. He's an advocate for patient safety. He's an absolutely outstanding physician, and I am delighted to welcome you, Dr. Ronald Wyatt, to the show today. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great now that I have you on the show. And I want to tell you, my listeners <laughs> out there, if you have questions or comments for Dr. Wyatt, you can call in the show. 1-888-346-9141. Or if you're using Skype, it's Dr. Period Barbara Young. And I'm sure Dr. Wyatt will be happy to answer any questions you may have. You know, Dr. Wyatt, we had a talk uh, earlier about we're in, in one of the I guess one of the most challenging times in our history, and in your own opinion, with so many negative aspects surrounding COVID-19, I was happy to have you on the show to share some of your thoughts and perspectives on healthcare, not just some of the negatives, but some of the positives as well. Uh, So many people in the United States are even saying that this, and I've heard it so many times that I wanted to have you address it, saying that COVID-19 is a hoax. So, would you kind of just start out sharing your thoughts on this? <laughs> uh, sure, and, and thank you. Um, and I would just say bluntly, rest assured, uh, this is not a hoax. Um, I had the um, opportunity and, and sad misfortune of being in a large New York City hospital on the day that the first COVID patient was admitted there. Uh, mm-hmm. And two weeks later, that, that was an actual tsunami of COVID that hit New York City. Um, a few weeks later uh, was when I left New York City and came to my home here in Alabama. But at the, and we had phone calls back to multiple big, major top five health systems in this country twice a week uh, during, um, from mid-March all the way until late June. And at the peak of the New York City uh, covid uh, outbreak at these hospitals, uh, they were absolutely swamped, inundated um, oh uh, by this disease. Uh, at one point, one of the big systems had 3,000 inpatients with COVID. They had almost 1,000 oh people in their ICU on ventilators or other methods of, of life support. Uh, they had healthcare providers um, who became ill and, and died from this disease. Uh, we had one emergency room physician uh, who committed suicide after she recovered from the acute illness. Uh, and, and that was just in, oh in New York goodness. City during the peak of it. And, and we're still peaking and plateauing, not just in, in the U.S., but still around the world. So I assure you uh, that this is no hoax. It is not make-believe. It is not fantasy. Uh, this is real. It is not over. Uh, we're somewhere in the middle of it. Uh, And back to what you talked about with the previous speaker, that there are things that we absolutely must comply with uh, religiously uh, if we're going to get to the other side of of what we've been hit with. One of the things that um, I've been intrigued by, and you've been a force, such a force in leading the field of uh, medicine and healthcare improvement. Why, you know, and I I hate to ask a why question, but I'm going to say, what do you believe Mm -hmm. Um, is happening Mm. in this country as we now have the highest rates of deaths globally, Mm. yet other countries Mm. have seemed to Mm. have a handle on it. I I need your take on this. uh, Sure, and and it's it's, it's my both as a physician, uh, a scientist, a quality improvement expert, and a human being. Um, 
And if we first, let's just stop and take a look at the U.S. healthcare system. It is a mm-hmm. it is a about three trillion dollar a year industry. Uh, it is um, about wow. eighteen, uh, approaching twenty percent of the GDP. But if you look at life expectancy, quality of life, objective measures of well being around the world, and if we just look at the industrialized nations, um, mm-hmm. we see that this country uh, ranks there with developing countries uh, in, those, in those objective measures uh, with all that money being spent. So we have to begin, step back and say, what happened here? And, and I think it's the absolute right question. Why did it happen here the way it did? And we have to, first of all, take into consideration some places, for instance, like New Zealand, where, where you're, you're isolated, you can control transportation both in and out, uh, and mm-hmm. other places where you have um, pretty much homogenous uh, populations. Uh, and then if you go to the, e- the EU, the UK, where things become more diverse, what is it that they have that, in my opinion, we're missing here? Uh, and in those, those European EU countries, they have had a, a single-payer health system since the 1940s. We don't have that. We've had a patchwork of healthcare delivery systems that are primarily driven from, from a volume and not by value. And these countries mm-hmm. don't have that. They have more, more of a centralized government, but even inside of centralized government, there are strong leadership um, structures uh, and where strong leadership steps in and says, here are the steps we're going to take as a country, as a people, as a nation. Uh, and, and those things did not happen here. That sense of urgency that should have been there back in January was missing. Uh, and, and, and the result of that was this incremental approach uh, to addressing this pandemic, we, and we missed that opportunity early on. And even through, through that, when we began to say uh, from the experts, Dr. Fauci and other experts, here are the things you must do, the things that you just talked about, uh, and then we get mm-hmm. to a state level mm-hmm. where um, so much was left to a governor uh, to make these kind of decisions. And, and the criticisms that uh, came out of that that were not, in my opinion, based in scientific reality. Uh, so that mm-hmm. set us apart then uh, as a rich country. And, and we have this, you know, what, what I would just call the myth, and this is from my friend Dr. Kamara Jones, a myth of American exceptionalism uh, that now is on display is that we, we're not exceptional. Uh, and, and we've become in many ways uh, a head scratcher around the world with, with colleagues of mine who I've talked to in the Middle East, I've talked to in the EU, and they, they scratched their head about, you know, how in the world uh, did the U.S., with all of its healthcare systems and excellent physicians and nurses and healthcare providers, how, how did we mess this up to the point that it's messed up today? So I think self-interest is a big part of this. And, and there's a mm-hmm. thing that says that self-interest leads to ruin, um, and, and you get on a mm-hmm. path to ruin when everything is guided out of, of self-interest. And we have to get beyond that self-interest and look at what can we do now, and this is the positive part, and I believe we can, what can we do as a collective human body uh, to get to the, the, the other side of, of this pandemic? I believe we can, but there are some, some scientific facts and approaches and interventions that we must collectively undertake. What are what are some of those in your opinion that we must and I and I like uh, Dr. Jones I think mm-hmm. it was uh, the myth of American exceptionalism mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. I, I wrote that mm-hmm. down <laughs> the <laughs> myth of American yeah. exceptionalism and so and I like also said we're hedge crashers so you're right if yeah. we don't con- if we continue the way we're going. I, I, yeah. I hate to say, I'm not a predictor of gloom and groom. I have hope. And so how right. do we keep hope alive? We are supposedly this industrialization country, this country that has technology. Mm-hmm. We have scientists. We have medical uh, experts. We have people mm-hmm. who are here yeah. from other countries who are practicing their crafts and in engineering yeah. and science and technology. So it does grow up. It's mm-hmm. just really sort of... Um, grapples the mind as to why we're not mm-hmm. on the other side of this issue rather than mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. lagging behind. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that's why I wanted you on the yeah. show. So we could talk about sure. the aspects of this because there are more than just the spiritual and the financial, the professional. There's a health aspect. Mm-hmm. If you're an unhealthy person, mm-hmm. you will not bring any mm-hmm. economic gain to this country because you're so unhealthy. You can't work. <laughs> right. That's right. That is right. Um, so, 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 um, so you're, 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 you're I'll start this with the, at, at the, at, mm-hmm. sorry. No, you were saying you were so, going to so talk I, about what you yeah. do. Yeah. So if, if I start just at the individual level, um, and, and talk about that for a second, and, and I think it's yes. important for me to, to reiterate to people when we talk about patient safety, kind of mm-hmm. what that means. Uh, and what that means for me in plain language is that no one should be harmed in the process of receiving health care. No one should be harmed. And uh, a harm is when you exclude people from um, evidence-based best practice medicine. Now, in, in order to get to no harm from me as a person, then I need to not just be engaged in my health. I need mm-hmm. to be active in my health. Uh, so that means achieving a level of, of activation as an individual and as a family and, okay. and look and know mm-hmm. and have the knowledge that says, okay, you know, because of the color of my skin, I know I'm at high risk. Because I'm over 50, I know I'm at high risk. Because I mm-hmm. work in service occupations, I know I'm at high risk. Because I'm an essential worker, I know I'm at high risk. And, and I'm just going to pause for a second and say people of color, black, indigenous mm-hmm. people of color, have been what uh, um, we would refer to as we have been the quintessential essential workers Mm -hmm. uh, in this Mm -hmm. country and around the world. So we have to begin to say, what can I do to take control of my health? It is my health. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so providing like this show, providing people with the knowledge, what are the things that I can do? And and some are just basics. Washing your hands, Mm -hmm. uh, using Mm -hmm. uh, something to cover your face, social distancing, do those things uh, at, a, at a minimum. Those are things that we're able of, able of, capable of doing that will then put us more actively in charge of our health care. If, if we're unfortunate enough to go into an emergency department and we're sick, and back to the previous speaker's point, you know, I have a pulse oximeter here at home to check my uh, O2 saturations. Uh, so if I go into a health care setting, emergency department, urgent care, I need to equip myself with the knowledge that's going to help people help me stay alive mm-hmm. and stay healthy. I need to be able to know which questions to ask. Why are you giving yes. me that medicine? Or why, why haven't you given me this medicine? Why is one person getting a certain treatment and I'm getting another kind of treatment? So, so arm mm-hmm. yourself with that knowledge. Now you're, now you're armed. You're activated to go in and make sure that you don't get hurt once you go in, once you engage with uh, a, a healthcare setting. And it's the same globally. Uh, and and we've, mm-hmm. we've established these paternalistic systems where people are almost afraid to ask questions about their own health. It, it is That's our right. health. It is our body. Uh, so, so get the knowledge. Uh, know the questions to ask. Don't hesitate to ask the questions. And, and look for those answers that's going to help you and your family. Uh, explain to people what my circumstances are, what my home mm-hmm. setting is, all those things that, that health care providers then on the other side of this need to know. Now, the, the health care providers, now I call them caregivers, the, uh-huh. all those things I talked about, they need to be active enough and, and engaged with people enough. And I'm just going to say love people enough, be empathetic mm-hmm. enough, be compassionate enough to say, I don't think you're understanding. Let me do everything I can to help you understand what we're about to do. Let me get your permission, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. if I mess something up, point it out to me. Be able to apologize be able to listen with humility so that you can get the information you need to keep people healthy. And in the middle of this pandemic, frankly, to keep people alive, communicate, Absolutely. communicate, communicate. That, that is a key. So I'll pause there. Well, you know, I, all of this is great. And I've been taking notes because one of the things that uh, knowledge is power. And I remember Absolutely. some time ago, people would talk about if you have an elderly person or someone in your family, you need to become that person's advocate. But now what you're saying is you need to be your own patient advocate. 
You need to get the knowledge. You need to be able to share that in the home setting with your friends and the healthcare providers also, our healthcare uh, caregivers, as you call them. And these are questions and answers on both sides, uh, not only for the patient, but for the healthcare Mm -hmm. worker or the giver. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I wrote all these notes down that there are just some things that are like standing you actually – Dr. Wyatt, they're sort of staring you in your face because if you're over 50, yeah. if you're uh, in a service orientation or in a service-oriented job, if you're a person of color, there are some basic core information and activities and things that you should abide by as a normal rule at a minimum. I'm sort of getting a little excited right. myself <laughs> because <laughs> these, this is important. And so sometimes we have to break it down to the individual level as you're pointing out, so there's a global uh, environment, but we, we sort of narrow it down. There's global, there is the state level, but there is the right. individual level. And that's what that's I'm right. so happy to have you here today to share thoughts on what individuals can do during this time of crisis to better protect themselves, their families, and their neighbors, because there is a responsibility right to be aware you do not want to infect right. your neighbor. This, this is really is right. one of the things um, maybe, you know, I think all, out of all of this, the pandemic and all of the things that we're, the adversity, out of this will come the manifestation of something good, uh, mm-hmm. something positive. And I, I believe mm-hmm. that there are people like you and others who are in the healthcare industry and who are in the fields that we will work together. And I think we should begin to understand, and I know I'm preaching to the choir because you were in agreement with, that we're starting to understand how much we depend on each other. Right. That is right. And that is a collective, you know, that I mm-hmm. talked about and how we, yes. how we come together as a collective. Because sometimes it, it seems so big and so overwhelming. And I hear people say, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? Right. So I say you join into this community of health, a community of learning, a community of sharing knowledge, a community that, that builds off of that, and, and that builds a, a, a community level of resilience, that you're ready for what comes next. And people talk about the, the, the uh, new normal. Let's think about the next normal. <laughs> and and, and right. resilience, means, resilience means let's get ready now. What did we learn from COVID so that we're ready, more ready, for that next normal. And another word she used that's really important, and, and, and it's thrown around in, in various ways, um, uh, and sometimes by politicians when they talk about personal responsibility, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I look mm-hmm. at it a different way. I say, what can I do as an individual, a family member, a community to be more able to respond? That's where we have to be. How mm-hmm. can I, what can I do now that I'm able to respond for the next thing that comes along. It could be just, just like right now, a, a hurricane coming into South Texas. It could be an earthquake. It could, it could be any kind of natural disaster. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a virus mm-hmm. that arrives from someplace. But we have to be ready as an individual, as a collective, for that next thing that's going to happen. And I assure you that it will happen. So, so take these learnings, as painful as they are, um, uh, and, and say, let's put this, these things in place. One, to anticipate. So a big part of what comes next, let's anticipate their next, right? How will we, yes. how will we one, stay out of this situation again, right? And if we find ourselves in it, what are the lessons we learn that can get us out of it um, in, in a more efficient, effective, and safe way? Uh, and and that's, that's part of just being mindful, right? Uh, so we, we use the word high reliability, but that's how you become more reliable as, as a person, a system, a family, a country, a state, that you anticipate, you know how to get out of trouble, you learn from it, you get ready for the next thing, and you continue to go with that. And, and I'm, my hopeful part is we can do that. This is, this is yes, we can. right in our face with we, can, we need to do things differently. We can't do it the same way because guess what? We'll end up in the same place. Well, I'll tell you one thing that we certainly all have learned, and I can't 
thank you enough for sharing your remarks today because we're realizing that all of us are equal. And I shared this in the earlier show with my guests that we're all equal with regard to the force of nature in this pandemic. Rich or poor, great or small, this pandemic has impacted us all. But it is who is going to decide what's next? Who will answer that question? Will we survive and become better? I like my mantra, not bitter. Because this, Mm -hmm. on an individual level, I'm realizing how much I need my friends and family. That without them, life is not the same. And on a societal level, we need to work together to stay safe. So, Listeners, I want you to know that I have been delighted to have Dr. White on the show today. He's pointed out so much information, and it's not enough that one or two people will follow some of the things he outlined today. We all must work together. And on a global level, many of the countries are realizing how they can and have worked together. So let's hope that these relations will continue. And Dr. Wyan, you have been such a leading force and I want to encourage you to continue um, to do the work that you're doing and being so helpful uh, with patient safety and health equity. If anything we know, we need realizing that all of us have to be able to respond and to respond as to, I love it, let's anticipate our next and let's look forward to our next being a brighter and safer future. So again, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I'm excited because next week we have two more speakers and we're going to tune in now in on the financial aspects of the future with Sharon Lecter, who's a co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Entrepreneur, and Miss Laurel Langmeyer. And they're going to share their thoughts on what does our financial future look like. So again, Dr. Wyatt, Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your remarks. Be blessed. And let's stay in touch. I'll have to have you back on another show where you'll have a whole hour. (laughs) I'll I'll be honored. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. We are honored by having you today. So, listeners, I want you to stay well, stay healthy, and understand how much we depend on each other. And we're working together. And we need to stay working together together to stay safe. Again, this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off with Transformation for Success after the pandemic What's Next series. Thank you, and I look forward to hearing you and seeing you next week. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.